The Crude Life with Jason Speed. Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week. A fabulous and fantastic program in store for you. We've had a very busy week. Two weeks, three weeks, a busy year here at the Crude Life. But the last several weeks have been extremely busy as we try to wrap up our year-end things and also get as much information out to the public as we can about what to look for in 2021 and then this north face controversy happens which is kind of big news within the oil and gas industry where you have a public company rejecting refusing business to an oil gas company due to their policy standards they lumped oil and gas the employees and the families and the workers in the same category as pornography tobacco alcohol and they said that they don't want to be affiliated with the oil and gas industry and rejected that business. Coming up in just about 10 minutes, the president of Liberty Oil Field Services, Ron Gusick, will join us to talk about that topic specifically, as well as an update across Shale Play USA from Colorado to the Bakken down into Texas. They do have activity going on, but he does have some comments to say about the recent Norse Face activity from the hypocrisy to the education and some things that we should probably be aware of as an industry and as consumers as well. Okay, what else do we have coming up? Mining Money is coming up in just a moment or two. Imran Khan is going to tell us some reasons why now is a good time to invest in oil and gas, because it is, folks. Tell you what, these hospital grids, emergency services make up about 40 to 50% of your city. And when you think about it, the aging population in China, the aging population in India, the aging baby boomers in the United States, compared to Gen X, Gen Y, etc., there is an aging population across the United States, and therefore, a lot of those emergency services are going to need energy. So the oil and gas industry for the next 10 years is going to be one of the safest investments you can make with all the North Face rejection going on and the regulations and everything else. At the end of the day, people still do need to turn their light switch on. Okay, now, what else do we got coming? Fossil Fuel Fridays. All right, Matt Hill, Ken Lavin to close the program out here at the Week in Review Ken Lavin and Matt Hill, the two gentlemen who do Fossil Fuel Fridays, a webisode, a weekly webisode, and we are so fortunate to have a content partnership with Fossil Fuel Fridays right here at the Crude Life Week in Review. All right, that's enough of me yabbering on. Let's hand the baton off to Imran Khan of Swan Energy and start this week's Mining Money. And hopefully if it does well for you, you have the opportunity to be able to reinvest a lot of that. Um, and one of the things that a lot of people don't know, too, just kind of a, 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 a final item that I'd want to mention is the oil that's produced that 
comes out of the well because of the fact that we're smaller smaller guys we're not the the big G, bp and and shells the government again incentives uh, something that we were talking about earlier should be a uh, a bell that goes off in your head the government allows you to take 15% of whatever comes out of the well and basically not pay any taxes on that 15%. Um, so if you produce just kind of simple numbers, if you produced a hundred barrels of oil and, you know, and that was right now, let's just say 40 bucks a barrel, right? So that would be short, quick math is $4,000 out of that $4,000, 15% of that, you would not be paying any taxes on. What is that? Six, $600. So in a sense, it's a return. And, you know, the, the, the idea that I have around this and the things that, that I try to do around this space is that, you know, you can use that money as your return that's tax free and, and have a 15 percent return and then continue to put the rest of the money back in uh, to where now you continuously grow that pot um, until until you retire or until you're ready to be able to have some type of liquidity event. So just so the listeners are aware that this is not a conversation we're going to have that $50, $60, $70, $100 oil. This is a conversation that we're having at under $50 oil because, like you said, your projects are pretty much priced around 40 bucks. So, 100%. yeah, so I'm looking at this where, you know, we're hovering around 30 to $50 that's not going to last forever, especially when the demand starts going up. If they are even going to do 5% of the policies that they're talking about doing. So I'm looking at this like this is really a good time to buy for a number of reasons. We've got tax deductions. We've got risk management involved. But the, the, the part that I really enjoy is, hey, man, there's a really high risk on return when it comes to oil and gas. And that's why this is so salacious right now is because, I, I mean, licking your chops at, at prices where we're at and, and the way that innovation has changed. There's a lot of ways to manage the risk, but the return on oil and gas investment, much like publishing back when publishing was an industry, there was a good return, a lot of risk, a lot of risk. But if you can manage your risk and when prices are like this, you can a little bit more. Um, and that's, that's exactly, you know, I, I was just about to interrupt you before you said that I was like, Jason, you know, I don't want to paint such a, such a beautiful, pretty picture because there is a lot of risk. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's why the government gives you those incentives. That's why you get to be able to get credit for your, your taxes that first year. Um, these are the reasons why they're trying to do what they can to be able to mitigate your risk. But yeah, if you do get a dry hole, um, now, the, the likelihood these days of that happening is a lot lower. Um, technology is is much better than it was 10, 15, honestly, even two, three years ago. I, I see a lot of the work that our geologists and the tools that our, our petroleum engineers use, and those tools weren't there just several years ago. So I think the technology is kind of like the development of the iPhone. Um, and I think we've talked about this before uh on your show but you know it's like you know iphone 1 to iphone 12 or whatever it is now um there's such a big vast change in yes sure the whole objective is to be able to talk on the phone in our objectives to be able to pull oil out of the ground but how you do it what's available you know what the technologies are the data that's there is just so much more wicked 
badass, right? It's just so much more uh, informative to where you can be able to make the right decisions um, a lot sooner and and be able to do what you need to do to, to get better producing assets out there. Well, as we kind of wrap up a little bit here, uh, if people want to invest, if they are looking at inquiring, uh, we mentioned the website, swanenergyinc.com slash invest. Of course, we'll have it linked up at the website. But uh, what, what do you recommend people to do as they're kind of wrapping up their annual thoughts and looking at next year? If, if they want to uh, consider doing some investing in the oil and gas world, what kind of advice do you got as first steps for people? Well, I think one of the things that a lot of folks don't really think about, and I know it's it's uh, December time frame right now, um, and in and obviously next year will be it will be January. It's really great to be able to budget out things, is what I always say. I think if you can be able to take a look now at the end of your year and be able to understand, well, what can I afford to be able to invest and be able to put together a plan, not only for this year, but then future years based on what your income is and based on what your tax needs are. I think that's really important. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to give anybody any tax advice. As I mentioned earlier, you need to speak with your CPA around that space. However, what I can do, though, is I can be able to offer any sort of information from our different projects and things like that that we've got. If you contact me directly, I can give you an insight on some of the different projects that we've got going on. Um, my email is Imran, I-M-R-A-N, at swanenergyinc.com. Uh, so, you know, feel free to reach out to me or, you know, reach out to Jason um, and, and, and let us know that you're interested in learning. Um, I'm always, uh, you know, I, I used to teach at a university, at a college uh, uh, here in Houston. So I'm, I'm always all about teaching folks. So, and if you know, if it makes sense to 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 do business together, that's great too. But you know, if it just makes sense that you understand the actual risks and how you do the actual work better, I think that's the greatest part. And that was Imran Khan of Swan Energy. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our other exclusive interviews, social media pages, and our upcoming morning show. We have a couple pilots available. If you'd like to listen to them at thecrudelife.com, that is our daily morning show coming up in January. All right, up next, the president of Liberty Oilfield Services, Ron Gusick. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. I was born under a harvest moon. And I wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon. And I was born on the first day of my life. I was two years old when John Lennon died The Crude Life is sponsored in part by It takes an industry to build a forest Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure 
the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Her Daddy looked a lot like him. That's not the way I had him pictured. Santa was much too thin. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Ron Gusick, the president of Liberty Oilfield Services. Ron Gusick, Liberty Oilfield Services. Well, thank you for joining the program here today. And, uh, you know, I know you're a busy man. We got the holidays coming up, so we're very appreciative for the access and uh, some of the information that you're going to share with us today. Uh, views on what's going on with the North Face uh, controversy with the rejection of some oil and gas business citing, uh, I guess, uh, for new policies and lumping us in with the, some, some different categories, that sort of thing. Also, uh, 2020, a little bit of a different year for a lot of oil and gas professionals. 2021, uh, new president, boy, lots to get comments on here. Don't, don't, don't want to get all of it uh, and uh, bombarded at Mr. Gusick at one time. But um, how are you doing today, by the way, in Colorado, right? Yes, in Colorado. Uh, great, to, great to be with you today, Jason. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the holidays, of course. Uh, been, been one of those years that's been a, a real challenge, all kinds of surprises that came at us. But, uh, you know, in some respects, looking forward to closing the books on this one and getting a fresh start next year. Now, I know you guys are active in a lot in different shale plays uh, how did 2020 go did uh, did you stay in the different shale plays did you see any movement anywhere one place to another just a you know quick little recap if you if you wouldn't mind yeah for sure I, I you know 2020 was was not without its challenges across the board yeah we operate all the way from the from the Canadian border the Bakken in North Dakota all the way down to the southern border uh, Eagle Bird in Texas and and you know I think the impact change in activity level was felt across the board there. Some, some areas certainly more than others, you know, that we have a presence in the powder river in Wyoming and, and that's a smaller basin to start with a little less activity there. And so it, it, it just like in 15 and 16, you know, I think it, it felt the impacts of a, a change in capital allocation, maybe more so than some other of uh, the more core basins did. So it, it varied a little bit across our footprint for sure. in in terms of just what the percentage change was, but, but uh, we felt it every place, and um, you know, while we didn't we didn't exit any basin, we uh, you know we 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 retain a presence in every place we had been in previously. Uh, the level of rebound and you know the the number of crews we have running has has certainly not come back as fast in some places as it has in others. Making some notes here, so I apologize if I appear to be pausing. I'm just making a few notes. And uh, the next question, you know, really, it's it's almost two prong. It's hard to have a discussion about one without the other. And on on the one hand, we're talking about the North Face uh, re- rejecting or refusing, whichever word the media would like to use, uh, Texas Oil and Gas Company, uh, in Innovex, is that right? I N N O V E X Innovex Downhole Solutions. And, you know, it really kind of sent a message through about a number of different things from lumping oil and gas officially now with 
big tobacco and syntax and that sort of thing. And, and then also the hypocrisy of the whole thing. And I'd, I'd like to just, you know, point out that it's very difficult to have this discussion because there's, there's so many different angles to it from a, a disconnection side and a just sheer business standpoint. So I, I don't know what direction your comments are going to go, but uh, I did want to ask what your feelings were, what your thoughts were when it came to this whole North Face uh, refusal and new stance against the oil and gas industry. Yeah, that's, you know, of course, it's always frustrating to hear about things like that. And and you see it all over social media, particularly if you're in our industry and, and you have a lot of connections that are in that industry. It, you know, everybody is, is certainly and rightfully so pointing out the hypocrisy in that, you know, you, they have a, they are a company whose products are, are made from uh, the, uh, you know, the materials that we produce or the commodities that we produce that are shipped by the commodities that we produce. They have a supply chain that is driven by uh, the commodities that we produce. And so when you think about all those things, that's, it, it's incredibly frustrating to see that kind of stance uh, come out of that, uh, out of the North States. I think that was, that was disappointing to, uh, to read about that. I certainly applauded uh, Innovex for the letter they sent back. I, I think it was a well-written, well-presented, uh, fact-based argument, you know, not an emotional one at all, but a, a well-reasoned, thoughtful piece that I, I hope they read and, and gave some consideration to. You know, I, I would say it, it, it frustrates me even at a bigger level than that. You know, of course, we can point to the material the jackets are made out of climbing harnesses, ropes, whatever, but, but even the foundation on which that company is based, which is this idea that we should all get out and recreate, you know, they want us to, they want to encourage us to explore the world. And, you know, if you think back 150 years, give or take a little bit to before there was oil and gas, you know, this whole idea of, of recreation, of, of jetting off to the other side of the world to climb a mountain or, or hike a big trail or whatever the case might be. That didn't really exist. You know, we lived in a world where people had to work the large majority of their waking hours just to make ends meet, to put food on the table, to make sure they had water to drink, whatever the case might be. And, you know, here we, we have now, 150 years later, access to, uh, to all of those wonderful things, to the ability to travel, and, but more importantly, access to time. And it's oil and gas, access to low-cost energy that enabled us to do that. We work... I think one of the simplest examples is that I've ever seen is just how long you have to work for, to pay for an hour of light. And, you know, that used to be measured in, that used to be measured in a lot of hours, uh, hundreds of hours, and then down to tens of hours. And now it's a second or something like that, 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 that you have to work to, to uh, have an hour, access to an hour of light. You know, we've gone from a world where 90% of humanity lived in poverty to a world where 10% of humanity lives in poverty. And what that ultimately translates into for all of us is, is economic well-being. And, and as a result, we work less and we have time to recreate more. And that's all because of oil and gas, access to low-cost energy that's made us do that. And so, you know, I look at the North Face, and here's a company whose mission statement is to encourage exactly what oil and gas has enabled over 150 years. And so for them to make that decision to turn their backs on on an oil and gas company in that way is is incredibly frustrating to me because I think it just ignores all that all that oil and gas has done for humanity in, in a century and a half. 
Mr. Ron Gusick, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ron Gusick, the president of Liberty Oilfield Services. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. He's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Go, oh, you better watch out. Better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. The kids in girl and boy land will have a jubilee. They're gonna build a toy land all around that Christmas tree. So you better watch out, you better not cry. Better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, man, Santa Claus is coming to town. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and the holiday music heard on today's program is performed by singer-songwriter Blind Joe. For more information on Blind Joe and how to purchase his music, visit thecrudelife.com and click on the Musicians tab. You'll find all the information and links to Blind Joe there. One more time, this is singer-songwriter Blind Joe with some holiday music. Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows all of the other reindeer you used to laugh and call him names. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Ron Gusick, the president of Liberty Oilfield Services. We are in a different place. It's, it certainly seems that we have migrated in a direction away from a, a, a willingness or ability to have open, candid conversation and consider... Uh, two sides of a coin, so to speak. It, it, we, we've started to deal in, in absolutes, in blacks and black and white, in, you know, in extremes, really, where there's, where there's no consideration for reasonable middle ground. And so it, 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 certainly you see that in public policy. You, you, you see it all over the place. Uh, you see it in the, in the media, I think, as well, and in many cases, certainly in the mainstream media. And, and so, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes it incredibly difficult to 
sit down and have that conversation where you consider the pros and cons of, of any decision that's being made, of any policy that's being implemented, of any statement you're going to make or or um, line in the sand that you're going to draw. And, and I don't know how we get back from that, but, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's something we need to figure out how to do again. It's, we need to get back to this place where, uh, where we can have those open conversations where people can express opinions and where you're not, uh, you're not automatically branded as, um, you know, a hater of the earth or whatever, because you don't have an opinion that's in line with somebody else. Cause that, that's simply not true. I, you know, I certainly would argue that, uh, vast majority of the people who work in oil and gas are are all about doing so to the highest standards to the to the best of their abilities to minimize any impacts to produce the cleanest possible molecule we can um because we recognize that's important you know i i'm an outdoors person i love to hike i love to ski i love to spend time in the mountains or paddling down a river or whatever the case might be i i certainly have uh, i have two daughters as well and and i aim to live a uh, to leave a a great place for them to call home on this earth. So, you know, this, this idea that because we work in oil and gas, we're, uh, we're evil enough to destroy this planet is, yeah, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs. And, you know, I, I don't know how we get back to a place where, where we can have that discourse around the table and, and reach what I, I think would be, you know, sound and logical conclusions about a path forward. Sure. We need to continue to innovate. We need to continue to evolve. We need to continue to, to, um, deploy new technology and find better ways to do things but we didn't we, sh- we shouldn't do so without weighing the pros and cons of each and every one of those solutions and ultimately deciding on a best path forward which i don't think is where we are today i don't understand um the shareholders or any board of directors or anything along those lines from just two reasons one is that my understanding is they're a public company, and I know public companies have certain certain uh, community standards and et cetera that they they need to adhere to. And when I take a look at just rejecting business, just flat out rejecting business in a time when trillions of dollars are being printed to bail out businesses, that that's got to be a red flag to me. And number one, number two, they've got a company bulwark that sells fire resistant clothing and i mean i i'm not really quite sure what the, what the relationship is today but um there, there there's some legitimate business red flags there um you know i listen we're not i don't know about you but i'm not a shareholder and you know i'm not in the sec or i'm not it's not my business to be in a uh f- financial speculative talk show but at the same time, I, I do understand the difference between sound business and, and flat-out questionable business. Um, just what you, Do you have any comments on just that whole, in the day and age when people are really starving and looking for business, to reject it based on that and then have a line of FR clothing? It just seems a little questionable to me. It, it, it certainly does. You know, I think if you look at it from that from that bigger picture standpoint. Yeah. I, you know, I think you could certainly make a case that, that on, on one hand to, uh, you know, to develop a product that, that sells into our industry and on the other hand to choose not to sell a product to our industry. Yeah. You know, I, I, you would definitely, would definitely wonder about that decision. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're on the outside looking in. And so 
you can only speculate as to as to what led to those decisions and and at what level you, you know decisions were made. I you know I I, I don't know if at um, what level inside of the corporation those conversations are happening and and we don't know and you know unfortunately there's really only we, we just don't have both sides of the story right now because i think at least to my knowledge they've chosen not to say anything about it i don't think they've chosen to comment at all on it on it publicly and so unfortunately that leaves us to speculate on uh on what is actually driving their uh their thought process there and and exactly you know how that's how that's going uh that's going to be thought about looking forward from a from a bigger standpoint certainly we are at the forefront of the regulatory world here in colorado I, you know i think colorado uh had e- even over the last five plus years maybe the most stringent regulations for the production of oil and gas maybe of any state and maybe of any place in the world and you know those those regulations continue to uh to get more and more stringent and you know i think what's important here is that first of all we have to we have to maintain a line of communication you know we have to be part of you have to be part of the of the process in the development of those regulations to make sure that that we help the folks who are who are framing that, who are working on that language, to understand what what is realistic, what is plausible, and 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 what you know is just beyond the scope of reality at this point in time. You know, we're I I think everybody in Colorado uh, on the on the oil and gas side of things is certainly in favor of finding the best possible way to do things to minimize impact on on the people who, who live near oil and gas operations you know we have a we have a, a unique challenge here or a somewhat unique challenge here in that the heart of the basin we are working in lies underneath the area where most everybody is moving in colorado up and down the front range kind of up and down the i-25 corridor to listen to the full-length interview with ron gusick president of liberty Oilfield services or to check out other exclusive interviews visit the crudelife.com that's the crudelife.com While you're there, be sure to check out our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. We've got Facebook, YouTube, Twitters. We've got all kinds of social media pages there, about 10, 12 of them, something like that. So if you'd like to take a look at LinkedIn, that's another one. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab, and you can take a look at all of our network from the Marcellus page to the Niobrera page down to the Eagleford. We've got a whole round Shale Play USA pages right here at the Crude Life and thecrudelife.com. All right, my name is Jason Spees. What do we got up next? Fossil Fuel Fridays. All right, my name is Jason Spees. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. You'll go down in history. Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history The Crude Life is sponsored in part by When it comes to making money, they say buy low and sell high. That's what they say. Well, right now is a great time to invest in the oil and gas industry. 
Almost anyone can invest in the oil and gas industry, and Swan Energy wants to help you out. Their joint venture structure is constructed to protect you during all phases of the partnership process and investment. They offer a direct participation in oil and gas projects to partner approved investors. To find out more information about how you can invest in the oil and gas industry, contact Swan Energy today. Visit their website, swanenergyinc.com. That's swanenergyinc.com. Today is a great day to invest in oil and gas. The holiday music heard on today's program is performed by singer-songwriter Blind Joe. For more information on Blind Joe and how to purchase his music, visit thecrudelife.com and click on the Musicians tab. You'll find all the information and links to Blind Joe there. One more time, this is singer-songwriter Blind Joe with some holiday music. On is the bluebird, here to stay is the new bird. Sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we hand the baton off to Matt Hill of Night Energy Services and Ken Lavin of Winter Mud. Together, they form Fossil Fuel Fridays. They're part of our content correspondent team. This is Fossil Fuel Fridays. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt Hill. I'm with Night Energy Services. Ken Lavin with Winter Mud. We're here with our very good friend, Stephen Knight, Knight Fire Specialist. We wanted to uh, showcase what you do, uh, wh where you've been in the oil field, and of course, uh, the amazing products and services you're doing right now uh, for our show, Fossil Fuel Fridays. Guys, uh, Stephen is uh, near and dear to my heart. He always pitches in with Oil Field Tailgate. Thank you for all the sponsors. Uh, Steve, tell me uh, everything about you, how you got started in oil and gas, uh, where you've been, and Please tell me about Night Fire Specialists and how important it is uh, saving lives. Because I want to play with these things behind me. Yeah, we're going to play with this yeah. equipment for a second. Right. Let's make some foam a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, a uh, little bit about me. Uh, started in oil field about 25 years ago. After college, uh, I went to work for uh, Halliburton. Um, I wanted to be a uh, frack supervisor, coal supervisor. Left there, went back and finished up my engineering degree and business degree. So um, then I just started being an engineer. I own an engineering consulting firm for about 15 years. We do a lot of completion. What's the name of that engineering consulting firm? Guys, if you have a resume, send it to him. Consulting Solutions. Consulting Solutions. So we got guys on production, drilling. Uh, not a lot going on right now, but we have a good source of engineers that are able to do about any aspect of procedures, road, or design. So there you uh, go. Uh, equity companies out there that want to do oil and gas stuff, give him a holler. He's got engineers. Yes, sir. Um, here about four years ago, we had a frack fire on one of my locations. Had 36 uh, fire extinguishers out there. Took 34 of them to put the pump out. Huh. Uh, we had guys walking in between uh, frack pumps, handing up 20-pound uh, fire extinguishers uh, just to put it out. Uh, could keep up with everybody coming in and out. Uh, kind of gave me a gut check, and you know, we've, you know, if you can't be your brother's keeper and find out who's going in and who's coming out, mm -hmm. I can't send your help keep your people safe to go home to your families tonight. So, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to try to minimize risk. We're trying to uh, elevate uh, options to. Pretty much take away the, the fire aspect out here in the oil and gas industry. We know personally, or we know personally, they've been affected by oil-filled fire. 
Absolutely. You know, people would have been hurt, badly burned, or, uh, I mean, just tragically lost their lives in oil and gas. He couldn't, have fire. Said, he couldn't have said it better with the frack. I, being a safety guy previously with frack, I feel your pain. That's awesome that you came up with something like that. Because even as a safety guy and you were the manager running everything on location, it's so hard to get everyone together and trying to keep that. Because you're wanting to try and keep the team together, trying to keep the pumps together. Now you've got this awesome opportunity that we can change all that. You've got equipment and services that mitigate fire danger out sure. on every well site. No matter the operation, drilling, completion, production, workover, remedial services. Onshore, offshore. Yeah, there's. if you have a well and you're going out to do operations on, you know, Night Fire has equipment and services for you. What, what all can you guys do? So we have staff firefighters and EMTs currently on a, a lot of frack sites currently. Um, I designed a, a unit and patented for uh, drilling rigs. Uh, we do have a YouTube uh, channel, commercial on it. There you go, go to uh, Night Fire YouTube. And we also uh, designed it for saltwater disposals here recently. There's been a big increase of fires over saltwaters, and insurance companies are losing major uh, money due to that. Uh, so they're, ah, the insurance idea. companies are going to start working on uh, raising premiums or maybe canceling policies because they're looking at making this a mandated uh, service in the oil and gas industry to have this on uh, any kind of uh, operation site for oil and gas. Can it lower their insurance? There you go. It can. For sure. It does. I love that. We're, we're, he's saving lives and saving operators money, saving insurance premiums. I mean, that's great. I love for it. For sure. So, you know, if we don't want the guy stuff, the firefighter EMT out there, then we have uh, also a remote actuated stuff. So you could actually uh, set it from a half a mile away and actually uh, activate the system. So everybody get off location. Right now you see a fire or danger sure. of a fire. Hit that button and the, the fire is mitigated. The problem in the past wow. is we've all, anybody's been in this industry, you know, they tell you that a fire extinguisher is actually to remove yourself and escape route to keep yourself safe. Yeah, you and a friend get the heck out of there with this fire. Everybody uses it to fight a fire. Right. So, therefore, it's that's not the right application. So, my thought is let's get something that actually is better. Uh, our product right now is uh, bar none, number one on the market. Uh, it's biodegradable. It's uh, it's uh, not corrosive. Oh, nice. Uh, we don't have a shelf life, so you don't have to worry about changing this out every six months or a year. Go ahead. Uh, Right now, we're the only ones out there that have a negative 40 below zero freeze protection. There we oh, go. Wow. Hey, everybody in Alaska on the well North side Dakota, right now. North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a 20 to 1 expansion. Most phones out there are 5 to 8 to 1 expansion, so there's really nobody competing with us on that. Um, and the safety aspect of it, because of the non-corrosive and everything else, it's bar none above everyone else is what I hear. Is that correct? Sure. So uh, firefighters, guys have been concerned about that stuff. This is your guy right here. Right. Yeah, you have the phone that uh, people aren't getting sick from. For sure. You go. No cancer. No yeah. cancer. Yeah, no cancer phone. Good job. Yeah, For sure. <laughs> but we offer a three-gallon unit, a uh, 30, a 60, uh, 120, and then the new one we come up back here that uh, will outdo about anything on the market. Woo! So uh, this, is your, this is your newest endeavor right here. Yes. We're going to show the case this real quick. Yeah. All right. So this is a, uh, Tell us about this. This is a diesel-powered unit. Uh, it does about 18,000 gallons an hour. 18,000 gallons an hour. It's self-contained. It has its own fuel, its own foam, uh, but it's a cash unit, so it actually has its own uh, compressor system and uh, built-in, so you can actually uh, not run out of that frothiness that you actually need in, uh, for your water's base. So There we go. Come here, boys. So This guy, again, Stephen Knight. Uh, Man, I'm, all, I'm just always so honored and proud to see you. Every time I see you, I get a big smile on my face. This guy's a leader in our industry here in Oklahoma. Uh, that's why we want to promote him and Nightfire. They're out there working to uh, save lives. He gives them of himself all the time. Thank you very much. And to check out exclusive interviews, other episodes of Fossil Fuel Fridays, and more information on Ken Lavin and Matt Hill, visit thecrudelife.com. Thecrudelife.com. Click on our show page, and we have links 
going to their LinkedIn pages as well as the company websites and etc. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today's program. We'd like to thank Fossil Fuel Fridays, Ken Lavin and Matt Hill, as well as the president of Liberty Oil Field Services, Ron Gusick and Imran Khan of Swan Energy for stopping by today's program and being a part of the Crude Life Week in Review. Reminder, folks, starting in January, our Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, begins. Go to thecrudelife.com. Every single morning at 7 a.m., we will have a new episode Monday through Friday of the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. From the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. That Leroy Brown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman The baddest snowman in the whole damn town Yeah Later on we'll conspire As we dream by the fire The face unafraid The plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland Let's all frolic and play The Eskimo way Walking in a winter wonderland Oh, let's go walking in a winter wonderland The holiday music heard on today's program is performed by singer-songwriter Blind Joe. For more information on Blind Joe and how to purchase his music, visit thecrudelife.com and click on the Musicians tab. You'll find all the information and links to Blind Joe there. One more time, this is singer-songwriter Blind Joe with some holiday music. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Well, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. Lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out of the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm Well, the fire is slowly dying But my dear, we're still goodbye So as long as you love me so let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out of the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be As you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it.
it snow. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com.